hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on it so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com drink. That's rosettastone.com drink. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc.com slash drink. We're in. <laughs> Christine's ghostly voice off in the distance. <laughs> We're in the main frame. We're in the main frame. I was looking, I'm like, okay, say I'm ready. Tell them I'm ready. It's very high. high I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so should we just start? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Fucking b- yeah. Okay. Well, can you tell the our shtick is that we don't know what we're, we're doing? We're staring at each other desperately panicked. <laughs> we're like, how do, how do we do this? It's only been two and a half years. Hello, everybody. Welcome to And That's Where I Drink. Uh... This is a podcast about paranormal and true crime, and also a lot of wine is involved, which is why we've brought a couple guests over who are very good at drinking wine and talking about crime themselves. Mm. And uh, hello, hello, who are you? Tell tell the people. Oh, we're the wine and crime gals. (laughs) Our uh, podcast best buddies, I'd say. I'd like to think that we're slowly morphing into one whole squad. Yeah, I like it. This is absolutely happening. The the world Mm -hmm. is like, uh uh-oh, no, please stop. (laughs) Please stop. I've never heard of it. Uh, Usually, uh, we actually, I'm just jumping in really quick, but what we usually used to do over like a year ago is every episode we would talk about why we drink and right. we have mm-hmm. not done we that in like just, a year well we do it anyway we just don't categorize it we just bitch and moan right we just bitch but we forget to label it with and that's why we drink right but right, right. anyway right. do any of you have a reason uh for why you drink Good this idea. Week? uh maybe like the 
total loss of bodily autonomy in the United mm-hmm. States. Oh, mm. that's yeah. absolutely the current yeah. administration. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, yep. that's been why I've been drinking since like the last couple years. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, well, I have kind of a headache, but yeah, also that. <laughs> Uh, I do have one thing I want to drink about. Um, I recently found out that my glasses that I'm currently wearing are like super broken, Uh um, which Christine doesn't know about. We were at we were in New York at the Webby's and then my glasses just shattered. Good. And so you can see the crack right there. It It was a ghost. It punched you in the face. a, A ghost decked me clear in the face. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> it's currently being held together by uh, cement rubber and industrial glue. Jesus Christ! And totally, wow! And it's not working, so I think I'm about to just like Harry Potter tape them. Yes. And so, uh, yesterday I went to go get new glasses, and I guess it was like my time anyway. I've had these glasses for a while, and when I went to go order new glasses, they did my vision, and I've notoriously been legally blind my whole life so i was prepared for really expensive lenses and apparently i have like legitimate like visual needs with my lenses so i can't just right like it's more than progressive like they gave me i used to be in trifocals Jesus since like Christ. 13 i didn't even know that was a thing me neither I, oh it's a thing feel you Emma. i am full on blind in one eye oh and like Kenyon and i both we both had eye patches when we were little, too. My eyes are Aww. fucked as well. My mm-hmm. eyes are so messed up. And so not only am I back in trifocals, because for a while we tried to, like, get my eyesight to get its own shit together. So they put me back in bifocals, um, which is, like, n- does not make me sound any younger. But <laughs> <laughs> Nice try. But so then I now I'm in yeah. new trifocals and they also had to give me these really sensitive lenses. And so basically and also now that I've quit my day job where I used to get really good uh, vision insurance, I don't have mm. anything. So they were like, well, the price of your glasses are going to be minimum four hundred fifty dollars. Oh. oh, great. Oh, and OK. So that's why I drink, because for the sake of yeah. sight, I guess I, ha- I can't say no. Body autonomy and expensive glasses. <laughs> like eye autonomy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also drinking because I had to hire a plumber recently and I had to like text him my address and like a code to get into my apartment complex and whatever. And he texted back just the thumbs up emoji, eyes emoji, and the like water droplets emoji. Absolutely not. How old was he? It sounds like he's a parent that just discovered emojis. He's a middle-aged Dutchman. Oh. So he doesn't Great. maybe understand the underlying connotations of the squirting no. emoji. It oh, was real awkward. Mm-mm. Like, okay. You well, got to change that code. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't, send, don't send him like a peach or an eggplant or anything. He might think you're talking about actual food. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll have lunch together. Yeah, I think he, he's going to think Great. you're asking him to wear a lunch date. Um, I'll bring a cobbler. So we just did our own episode on the Wine and Crime show. So if you would like to go yes. listen to the Wine and Crime show, I sound like I'm you as old are, as that you're guy. You're like the Dutchman. Um, but Dutchman. We, just, we just did an episode, a crossover episode with Wine and Crime. And so uh, this is going to be coming out the same week as, yeah. your, as the episode that you guys put out? I think so. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We do can make you, that uh, happen. Do you want to tell the peeps where they can find you if they like this episode so much they just have to go listen to yours? 
Say it, Kenyon. We are Wine and Crime. We're on all the podcatchers, and we have a website, wineandcrimepodcast.com, and yeah, you can find us. You'll, you'll figure you'll it out. It. You can just type in wine and crime just into the search bar. type in the bar. squirt emoji and they'll come up. Oh, my yes. goodness. Yeah. It, actually, we should make ourselves searchable by the squirt yeah. emoji. I am fully on board with that idea. You know, I have wondered, uh, you know how, like, Instagram, you can, uh, if you type in something for, like, an image in one of your stories. I'm surprised there aren't yeah. any That's Why We Drink or Wine and Crime. I don't know how to make that happen, but I want us to get, like, little pictures Chips? for Instagram stories. All right. Hmm. Lucy? Yeah. Make it work. Somebody do that, please. I don't fucking know how to do I that. Are you kidding? It, but between, no, I'm yelling at people. Listening. Between your audience and our audience, <laughs> if someone knows how to do that, let us know because we'd yeah. love to have some you sort of. You could call the plumber. I think he knows a lot about technology. <laughs> he knows a lot about emojis, so he could get us our own emoji. God. Um. So he's uh, our he's our social media marketing guy now. We just hired him. He's like that was a middle aged Dutch plumber. <laughs> his name, his name, and I could not figure out if this was his first name or his last name, oh, but his no. name, Is his name Eva. Was Gilroy? Oh, really? Wait, he's—that's only making him sound older in my in my mind. I love it. Uh, so and we, more Dutch. We or Dutch. We just had uh, our episode with them where the theme was glow ups. So we covered, or I guess they covered a couple glow up crimes, and so now we are going to carry on that trend, and we are going to cover some glow up stories for ourselves. Yeah, and speaking of being elderly, I had to Google what glow up meant. And uh, <laughs> apparently you're not alone. Was, Two out of five of us needed to discover what. I was uh, too scared to ask my 14 year old sister because I was afraid she would like post it on Instagram, like our, a screenshot of my text being like, what is a glow up? <laughs> I like uh, mostly uh. knew what it was, but I also wasn't 100 percent sure. And the first few times I used that phrase, it was like Ugh, glow up. <laughs> <laughs> We do keep screaming at Kenyon to glow the fuck up. I know. I want to glow yeah. the fuck up. It's really fun. So it's great. We, we <laughs> want to cover our own glow up stories. Um, but before we do, we realize that we've actually had wine crime on before. And there was a paranormal story yeah. that we were supposed to hear from them last time. They fucking yes. kept it from oh, us. God. And they've held it this entire time. So uh, we... we just got drunk and forgot <laughs> to tell it last time. <laughs> well, last time Christine also got drunk and then had before to go to her my, tax appointment. Yeah, my bank account did love that. Uh, <laughs> You're my hero. dangerous to have as friends. <laughs> oh, very true. M's like definitely. Um, I'm the ultra enabler. enabler. Yeah. yeah. Christine was like, should I drink a whole bottle of wine and at 10 a.m.? Like, and I, I was like, you if pulling... you don't, I'll leave. <laughs> You're like, I see you pulling the cork out. <laughs> and it's too late for me to do anything so uh (laughs) that being said before we get into our own uh glow up stories would you guys be so willing to share your personal paranormal story that i've been waiting for for the last year to hear yes so i'll kick it off i guess unless Mm -hmm. lucy do you want to start with the origin uh yeah okay we're going to make this as short as possible because this particular story spans a lifetime, like oh my God. at least a decade. <laughs> mm-hmm. Settle so in. when we were around buckle in for the next 10 years, mm-hmm. yeah, buckle the fuck in. So when we were around, I want to say like 12, 13, 14, before mm-hmm. we could drive, we Four would hang years. out. We hung out at a laundromat. Yeah. Because, well, we were the why, to be clear, We lied okay? to That's... our parents. We lied to our parents saying we wanted to go bowling, had them drop us off at the bowling alley, then didn't bowl and went next door to the attached laundromat what in the strip in the mall. Fuck? 
And that sounds to like just hang out. That sounds like something like kids in the seventies did with like a big glass bottle of Coke and just a thousand percent. It was so wholesome. It was yeah. so fucking wholesome. We were just literally sit there and talk or yeah, yeah. We sat on machines running other people's laundry and like talked and read old magazines and hung out. Yeah. yeah. So some of these old magazines, uh, there were a bunch called what were they called? True, True stories. Story. True mm-hmm. stories, and it was just, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a trashy Reader's Digest. Oh, hell yes. Yeah, stuff you'd find in the checkout line at the grocery store. Stuff that, like, yeah, and they we were, were, if we were to publish a magazine together that's today, what that's be. what it would be. Yeah, yes. be true 100%. Stories. Yeah. Yeah. And some were like kind of, some were like kind of erotic. Ooh. Oh, oh, no wonder mm. you guys kept going back to uh-huh, the laundry. No wonder we told our parents we were at the bowling alley. <laughs> You're sitting on the dryer <laughs> and reading in yeah. an erotic magazine. <laughs> I really appreciate when somebody did a permanent press cycle. Ick. <laughs> 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 uh, so, Mom, I need yeah, tumble dry. For the bowling alley, Mom. <laughs> so many quarters. <laughs> So anyway, we're browsing through these magazines as we usually did. And, you know, there are old, those old advertisements for, like, collectible dolls that you'd, like, oh, send like in a check for. dolls. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. one of them, her name was Shannon. She had the most disturbing face. Y'all. You did send It was a pictures. smile, but it was, like, a grimace. Really? You sent us Didn't pictures. Send? Is this the time to look yeah. at it? Or? I, look yes, at yes I emailed the photos to M. Oh, look at the photos. <gasps> a big and this smile is the doll brand new. Yeah. This is brand new. This is not like warped over years please, of being passed down through a family. Can M please exp- say again the subtext on this? So it looks like a picture. It looks like a, like a, a live child at a... Like doing professional photos where they're lying on that weird white pillow behind this, a backdrop, mm-hmm. in front of a backdrop. And someone did like shots with like Photoshop. ginger hair. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it, it looks like it's that, like a four year old child. Except mm-hmm. it's a doll and it yeah. says Shannon in big purple letters, but on top of that, the slogan is a big smile for daddy. Kill me now, please. <laughs> Which I love. Firm best. Yeah. The whole like con- into, yeah. Yeah, the whole context was this child and her daddy's a photographer, and she's posing for daddy. This is a true crime story, isn't it? Uh Absolutely, right? There's like there was. I remember the advertisements. There was a full-on backstory about daddy. mm -hmm. It was disgusting. Mm -hmm. Also, I just want to. I just want to. We ripped it out. We. We had the actual advertisement yeah. for a while, this was but it's before been before any of us had like this was in the days of like borrowing mom's cell phone to right. go we out. Were, like there yeah, was this was literally the year two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Also she um, has like it, she has like no upper teeth. Ooh. And just yeah, like it's all like yeah. like gummy, it's like gummy, and then like two bottom teeth. It's disgusting, it's you the guys. Worst. It's really disgusting. So we tore her out, and then like as soon as we did so, and we we made jokes about how like she's haunted, and we have yeah, to we get our like, hands on a Shannon doll. Yeah, and then odd things Uh-oh. began to happen, and I will mm-hmm. turn it over to Kenyon. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um. We tore her out of the magazine, and then she definitely began to haunt us because uh-huh. it's so it's so bad, you guys. The last day of freshman year of high school, Lucy, Scott, and I. Scott is our. We joke that he's our fourth, the fourth gal. gal. Mm-hmm. Um, we went on a road trip to South Dakota with my mother, mm-hmm. and. 
it was really fun, actually. It's like 90% of my high school memories are from this trip. Yeah, Um, it was fun. It was ridiculous. But at one point, we're in this, like, national park in South Dakota, and we walk into this restaurant, and there is a massive wall-to-wall glass display of, like, ceramic, like, porcelain Mm -hmm. dolls. It was like a big old curio cabinet. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Okay. And one of... (laughs) It's so... It's so fucking creepy, and one of the dolls was the Shannon. Literally the Shannon. The doll from the magazine. Big smile for daddy? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Smile for daddy. And we were marked upon it and were creeped and laughed and whatever. So then we go and we sit down. We have dinner. And then in the middle of it, I go up and go to the bathroom. And in the bathroom, I, like, feel something weird in my belly button. Like, my belly button feels wet. Shut it the itched. Fuck up. You were you were complaining about an itchy belly button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I went and I looked, and my belly button was just bleeding profusely. <laughs> Full of blood. Full just of blood. Dripping blood. What the actual <laughs> hell are you talking about? We don't I, know. Know. I don't know how to make it any more clear than a bleeding belly button. I have nothing else to offer. I am yeah. <laughs> not into this. When I tell no. you yeah. when I tell you that is foul. Yeah. It's I, it's especially so because foul. we have recently had a conversation about like gross things that we hate about body parts and my biggest mm-hmm. fear is like if you think about a belly button it's technically like just kind of knotted up and I'm afraid that one day it's just going to unravel itself. Well it sounds like that's mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. you can rip it out. There's like Stop! membrane inside what? your body <laughs> on the other you. side of your belly button. And why would you even go there? I don't oh even Oh my god, <laughs> I love this so much. Please I heard of a chick that got her, she got her belly button ring snagged no, on something ma'am. and it ripped it Goodbye. out. No. Goodbye. Ma'am. No ma'am. I quit. Yep. I quit. <laughs> so then, okay, so then as we're leaving the rest, like, I, like, dabbed it with, like, paper towel. Like, I was just like, uh, this What is do weird. you do? I'm, th- I'm 13. This is weird. I didn't so- realize your period came yeah, out of exactly. here. I'm confused. <laughs> You're just sticking Does a anyone have a tampon? <laughs> we need comprehensive know. sex ed. Yeah. I, I fucking missed this class. I guess this is what happens. So uh. as we're leaving this restaurant in the middle of like a random national park in South Dakota, we walk outside and there is this massive fucking moth. Mm-hmm. On the wall. It was a it was like a Luna moth, and it was oh, honestly that. the size of my face. Scare me so much. <laughs> it was crazy, ridiculous, huge moth, and we're like, oh my god, that's so weird. Whatever. Okay. So then, like two days later, we go to some random town in South Dakota, and we're staying in like a bed and breakfast that my mom had booked and we walk in and this old lady is like the innkeeper and she's like, Hey, she had like one milky eye. (laughs) Yeah. She literally had one milky eye. eye. (laughs) And like, and like all the furniture was like Victorian with like doilies everywhere. It was like, yeah, so fucking creepy. You guys. And you know, her milky eye is like the eye that sees all. Yeah, of course. Like she's the Oracle. Straight through your belly button and into your soul. (laughs) Yes, a billion percent. <laughs> so then she we walk in to the bed and breakfast and she's like, I've just I'm giving you fifty percent off because of the Millers. 
And we were the like, Millers. what? Who are the Millers? Let's yeah. meet them. <laughs> we didn't understand, but also, like, growing up, my mom and I did not have a lot of money, and my mom's paying for this whole trip, so she was like, cool, 50% off. She's like, I love off. the Millers, yeah. yeah. Close, <laughs> not, not asking any questions. It's the middle of the day. We go up to our room. It's a beautiful room. It's all fine, whatever. We go out. We do whatever we do during the day. We come back in the evening. No. And, and your yes. belly button's on the floor. <laughs> My no, belly button everywhere. has become a portal to another universe. No. The entire room, and I am not exaggerating, the entire room was covered in moths. Every <laughs> the Millers. Yeah. Every like little brownish buzzing. That's how many moths are. Every square inch of this hotel room was the covered. Bed, the floor, the chairs, moths, millions, moths, yeah. like Exorcist style moths. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. every single surface. Imagine moth wallpaper I, everywhere. Oh my god! Fuck this. Apparently, story. like. Every very many years, there's like Seven this years. insane, yeah, like plague, like cicadas. Of moths. Yeah, it sounds yes. like cicadas. Ugh. But way but worse. worse, and it but just moths. happened to like arrive yep. on the day that they saw the Shannon in that fucking restaurant. No, thank you. Uh-huh. That is so gross. Grotesque. So we were like, we had a bunk bed. I remember Lucy and I were sharing a bunk and, and Scott had the other bunk and we had like filled it with sheets so we could like hide ourselves from the moths. And then Lucy, <laughs> Lucy, there? 50%, 50% off. Are you kidding like, me? 50% off. Like, like, that's not a bargain anymore. <laughs> it is. It's still a bargain. We will always toll. be that There's, cheap. You have to pay the emotional toll. I'm cheap enough. <laughs> yeah. we I'm were fully like... cheap enough to sleep among the moths. <laughs> We were in like rural South Dakota. There was nowhere else to sleep. It was ridiculous. And also we're Minnesotan and my mom's Minnesotan. So she didn't cause a fuss. Mm-hmm. But then we like asked for or found a vacuum cleaner in the closet. And Lucy and I like vacuumed up like approximately one million moths. They went hunting. So, so I also have like basically a shadow box that Kenyon and her mom made for me for my birthday, which has a photo of Kenyon and me celebrating after we killed the last moth. You can clearly see a dead moth on the bottom of the flip-flop I'm wearing. Oh, my God. There is an actual moth that they glued to a little piece of tag board, and then there's a cutout of the newspaper that's titled Plague of Moths. Mm -hmm. They're everywhere, and Mm -hmm. they're annoying. Oh, my God. one word for it. I'm sending it to you now. So... So this was just one, sh- what we have come to term Shannon incident. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. they always came in like rules of three. Yeah, oh, it was no. bizarre. Oh. Like so we like, had a stretch of time with the Shannon where like someone in our high school got into a pretty oh tragic accident falling off of a horse. They survived. Yeah, freak but horseback a, riding but accident. But had a TBI. And then... Within like a day of that, my parents had found that dead horse in the middle of the highway, <gasps> Highway 62. Yeah. An yep. unridden dead horse. <gasps> and then there was like a third horse thing that I can't. Oh, my aunt. My yeah, aunt your aunt fell We from went a horseback horse. riding. And when my aunt was in town and her horse got spooked and rolled over <gasps> on her and she got five broken ribs and a bruised kidney. Oh and all God. of this, all of this horse related stuff happened like within 
a couple days. weeks of us yeah. a talking about the Shannon, no. which like we would go long stretches without even like bringing her up. Uh huh. And then would be like, oh, remember how fucking weird the Shannon is? And oh, they'd be God. like, oh, fuck, we talked about the Shannon. And then, like, three horse-related incidents happened within the next two weeks. Well, yeah. yeah, horses, mobs. Sorry that you're mobs. about to literally go on yeah, tour. Yeah, we're going to be, I know, I'm yeah. bad timing for you guys. Good oh, luck. fuck. We're telling the Shannon story within two weeks of leaving for tour. We're but totally dead. They're all fucked. You're, you're literally going to walk to an empty stage and no one's going to have bought tickets. No, don't say yeah. that. You know what? Like, a, a, no. a bunch of horses. A bunch of moths will be in the audience. <laughs> The audience is only moths and horses. I'm here for it. (laughs) Giving us a fluttering ovation. Truly, if you go into a green room, though, and it's just covered in moths, just leave. Just leave. (laughs) Just walk out. Either leave or know full well that you arranged something mean. Yeah, they're like, you know, we don't fucking trust you. I'm not going to say that I'll call the green room and arrange a bunch of moths to be there. I'm just saying that there may or may not be a horse in the middle of the room. <laughs> so, Please so, find it in your budget to make any of this happen. Oh, don't worry. I'm, I'm already on, on our Wells Fargo, like trying to figure out. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of glow ups, thank you for sending us this picture of you because it's it's yeah. really miraculous. Speaking mm. of glowing up, Kenyon and I are just have braces on our entire heads. Like, oh yeah. Big time. So yeah, we were so thin though. We were we thin. We were thin. So we that, were thirteen. <laughs> that is right. the Shannon. There were like a trillion other stories that happen all in like weird, you know, trios of like three. Like there was like a warning, and then there was like a first incident, and then there was like a second really bad incident. Like a Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, she always warned us. Though she did warn us. She did warn us, and she's like, "Please it, stop talking about me." And then you're like, "Well, here we have microphones now." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the here, ring. We're, we're addicted to attention. To the world yeah, wait, you're so that it'll move on, on from Fuck us. You guys. <laughs> yeah, well, you're welcome. <laughs> Bye. We have about 13 different Robert the dolls sitting in That's our mm-hmm. room, though. Yeah, so we've got, got our own curses Somebody to worry about. Somebody mailed us a well, fucking gigantic box one time, and it was just filled with like sawdust, and we pulled out this. A doll with a horse and like Rude. huge, and then it was like a note that said, "Our barn caught on fire and our house caught on fire after we <gasps> adopted this doll." Here, you can have it. I was like, "What the no, fuck no, am I supposed to do?" It's in the closet downstairs. <laughs> didn't we try to find and order a Shannon doll, but it arrived and it like wasn't the right one? Oh no! Uh oh! I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna. Yeah, search. I really tried to order the Shannon doll. She. She never arrived, and I think I spent like sixty-five dollars trying to get her. Did she never arrive? I she never we got arrived. A doll that was like clearly not the same doll. What was, it was wrong in like with a her? Lilac. What did she look like? Did she have one milky eye? She did not. <laughs> no have doll one milky ever eye. arrived. Oh, this I was like pre-Amazon. This was an eBay doll. situation, and it yeah. like you know again, it was the year two thousand. We couldn't trust anything on the internet. That's true. Yeah, maybe don't get one for a while, especially until you at least finish touring. Yeah, maybe. I'm back online searching for no. it right now. I am not, nothing Yo, can stop me. Just found one used. Shannon, a big smile for daddy. Ashton eh. Drake doll, boxed porcelain collectible. Make an offer. Damn straight, I'm making an offer. What up? <laughs> Here we go. Send us All right, your we've... mailing address. Um, Oh my god! Okay, I actually do have M's mailing address, so we'll just Don't talk about this dare. after the show. Fuck you guys. <laughs> no, yeah, it's fine. It's gonna be fine. Love you, M. No, all com- right. No comment. No comment. Well, that is the story of the Shannon. Thank you for letting us hijack the first half of your show. Tara, of yep. course, of course. I mean, that's what. Uh, please hijack. I it. think Shannon hijacked a lot more than you guys did. Yeah, I, I think uh, she really stole your thunder there. Yeah. 
That's true. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Y'all about you cursed. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners can get 15 percent off their first order at burrow.com slash drink that's burrow b-u-r-r-o-w.com slash drink for 15 percent off burrow.com slash drink here's the thing <laughs> as soon as we uh spoke with wine and crime and we were told that we were doing uh glow up stories i was like how on earth am i gonna make a ghost a glow up story because mm. i yeah there was only one that i could think of that we've already covered before mm-hmm. and there was uh one ghost story where she actually was able to solve her own murder. Oh, um, right. that's pretty glow up. That was pretty glow up because she, everyone thought that I forget what the story was, but she ended up showing, showing her mother that her husband had killed her and oh, buried. Yeah. Oh, then, that's like, fucking badass. And then directed Ooh. to where uh, she had been buried to right. like give them proof. Wasn't so that, that like the court. Yes. Yeah. Crimes. It was something like, um, right. yeah, yeah. You, I did like a Ouija board crime story theme one time. And it was, like, the evidence that uh, she directed her mom to actually ended up being able to get used in court. And it was one of the only court cases in the world where a ghost was able to be, it, yeah, like, the a, only one a ever. witness. Oh, yes. my gosh. I so love exciting. that. So, Good. That, well, we already we've already that. covered it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not what we're talking about. I can tell your thunder <laughs> So, the end. Uh, so, other than that story, I was like, what on earth am I going to do? And then for a while, I was like, well, maybe I'll... I thought about maybe like covering like Casper the friendly ghost purely because he's mm. friendly, but then I've already <gasps> done that story. And he glowed up into Devon Sawa. Right, and it was and, a whole uh, thing. Talk about a glow up. Yeah. 
Yeah. And because the woman from my case in our episode of Glow That's Up Crimes mm-hmm. was a stunt driver in yeah. Casper the Friendly Casper. Ghost. Wait, holy shit. It was very weird that you mentioned that because I was like, oh, that's a little, that's a little yeah. in a magical art. We world. mind melded. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry to to upset everyone. You keep doing this. I like to tease. I like to tease. So, uh, <laughs> this story I'm covering is. I'll explain at the end how I made the connection from Casper to this, but I'm going to be covering the glow up of the Flying Dutchman. Wait, we were just <gasps> which is weird because Dutchman. you just kept saying Dutchman, and I was like, I have to keep yes. my mouth shut. At the beginning, I oh, said, "You're the Flying." Yes. You're plumber. Listen, I literally called you the Flying Dutchman. You guys, ago. all of our brains this are sinking so up too weird. well. This is not good. This is bizarre. Yeah, I don't like that. You kept saying Dutchman, I gotta and go. you only said it, you only said it once, and I was like, okay, that's weird. And then you kept saying it, and I was like, okay. Okay. And then okay. I went, haha, like flying Dutchman. And then you were probably like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone this stole my is, thunder. Thank you for that. I um, have literal chills. This is that's what happens scary. when you listen to and that's why we drink, guys. I'm I know. That's what happens when you I eat know. drink coffee for every meal, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So the flying Dutchman. Let's take it away. I'm going to move the microphone a little to me, Christine, okay. since it's my moment to shine. Okay. Yes. So Amanda's like, please give me more. Yes, I need more of that voice. So the (laughs) Flying Dutchman is a glowing ghost ship that is said to materialize suddenly and then vanish just as suddenly. So it's literally glowing is what you're trying to tell me. Mm, It's literally up. The the first word of the first bullet is glowing. Okay. So I'm trying to get my glow up in really fast. So uh, (laughs) in nautical folklore. Uh, if you see the ship, it is a warning of misfortune and death. And everyone mm. that sees the ship, uh, apparently they see it differently. So sometimes it looks brand new. Sometimes it looks like really fucked up and tattered and just fresh out of a war. And uh, most of the times that people see the ship are during extreme storms with really rough waters. Mm, um, I don't like okay. that. But there have been exceptions where it was uh, on clear nights, too, which I will talk about later. So And on SpongeBob. <clears throat> And on Spongebob. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's you, literally how I remember what? the Flying Dutchman. It's from oh, that Spongebob shit. episode. I just said that and was like, fuck you, Christine, and then pointed at their notes, and it's like, literally about Spongebob. You guys keep picking all of the <laughs> most important words. You got Casper, you got Dutchman, you got fucking Spongebob. I don't even need to we be here. We love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, like, uh, blame Sh- I blame Shannon. Uh, yeah, okay, it's for totally. sure. It's yeah. the Shannon. Always. She's channeling us. <laughs> She's mm. channeling us. Yeah, no? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, if you look at the storm, apparently if you like see an oncoming storm and try to see through it, that is when you will see a ghostly ship with a captain on board and a crew of skeletons. Mm-hmm. Yes. <gasps> and apparently that is a warning that you're about to die. Great. Ooh. Oh, great. Mm. Which is interesting that enough people have lived to tell the tale of what they saw and did not die. Right. No comment. Yeah, really. Uh, I have questions. <laughs> Maybe they said it, and then like five minutes later, they died. Um, Maybe this reminds of- me of that like hippie band that we listened to, that like stoner band that we listened to a lot in high school. Do you Which know what I'm talking one? about? Dispatch. Dispatch. Yes, oh, no. <laughs> I knew exactly that, that dispatch band. song. You remember where it's like no red moon, blah blah blah, sailors delight, blah blah blah, sailors take fright. Oh, oh it's a uh, it's. Oh, now I'm now I can't remember. Oh, red, red sky room. in the morning, a sailor's yes. morning. Yes, yes. I, 
I used to know that very well because I went to a school in a nautical town. Like everything was like ocean sea based. And like if you didn't go to college there, you were in the Navy. But everyone used to say that shit all the time. Like uh, Red Sky at Night, Sailor's Delight, Red Sky in the Morning, Sailor's Warning. There was a whole bunch of weird like nautical captions well, that showed up creepy rhymes yeah the song is called steeples if anyone wants to know steeples there you go, yes. <laughs> there you go. from that stoner band dispatch that i was band. obsessed with yes <laughs> it was a stoner band but i think it was also like a christian band Ooh. weren't they real? christian I don't know. Don't Does any ruin of this my youth. I've okay. Never heard, I, I thought I truly thought that that was just something that we said at college. No, that, no that's, I didn't know that was a thing that people actually said. Oh, it's a thing. No, it's well, it's like originally like a sailor thing. But well, yeah. Then they wrote a song. Yeah, it's like I a pirate like, phrase. I it was like in a shanty, and that was it. Like a pirate <laughs> shanty. <laughs> what? And then I felt like, like a hut. And then I felt like. <laughs> Like, um, I thought, like, the Navy describe in detail a pirate shanty yeah, for us real quick <laughs> okay. <laughs> like the song yeah yeah it's not like a hut it's like old pirate songs were called oh. pirate shanties okay. like a chanty no shanty okay. with an S. can we get back to the I'm task at hand shanty here town. I'm very confused no shanties are like like songs that pirates <laughs> sing on a boat Okay. I'm right there with you. Thank em. you. These Finally, idiots. I don't look stupid for once in my life. These fucking idiots. I may not know how to pronounce Segway, but I know what a fucking shanty is. Okay. Yeah. I think it's pronounced we'll have a show with shanties and Segways. Yeah. Well, let's segue back into the story into before it. you guys steal the, my limelight again. Okay. Okay. So most people say that the ship looks like it's sailing quickly through the waters as if it's charging you. Uh oh. Mm. Um, and then right before it hits your boat, then it disappears. Uh, it's said that the ship is cursed and can never make it to port, so it is doomed to sail the seas forever. And mm. some have said that the ship has actually somehow delivered letters to them. I don't know how that worked. Um, but a lot of people have said that when they saw the ship, then all of a sudden these like weird mystic letters appeared uh, that they found that were all uh, the like the delivery address was to people who had died like fifty years Ew. ago. Cool. So apparently if you see that, that means you have the worst omen of all. And not only is misfortune coming to you, but you and everyone on the ship will die. Oh, good. And you need to update your Rolodex because these (laughs) folks have been dead for years. And then whoever's sending these needs to really get their like Excel sheets together with still living. Get your shit together. Learn how to Mm -hmm. send a Gmail. So Mm -hmm. uh, sailors say that the Flying Dutchman has led their ships astray. Uh, and gotten them lost, making them crash on hidden rocks and reefs. And verbal stories of this have go all the way back to the 1600s. Oh. But uh, there weren't written mentions of it until the 1700s, and then sightings began getting reported in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. But since the 1600s, the Flying Dutchman has been a thing that people talk about. Um, <clears throat> so when folklore began back in the 1600s, the stories originated on the Cape of Good Hope in South Africa. Mm-hmm. I'm trying hey. to cover all my bases here. Glow the fuck up. Yes. Then. Yeah, come on. Go, go, <laughs> glow up. <laughs> glow up in the Cape of Good Hope. So, uh, apparently it's near Cape Town. Uh, yep. Yeah. Do you know Cape of Good Hope? Yep. Yep. Oh, I've just, been there. They have an incredible museum. About the Flying Dutchman? Maybe. Yeah, actually, there is part of that about the Flying Dutchman. Oh, well, we look go. at that. Well, wow, I'm really, like, You're on top of it today. It. So. It's the southernmost point in Africa. That 
was mm-hmm. one of the next I things I had say, to say. That was my next fun fact. So we were going to steal it you from guys, you no matter what. Em, um, you can go. I, I think I should. I <laughs> we got this. Come best. visit. I'm here for one more yet? year. You guys Come can just visit. Uh, pool all of your information that you know together to make one story. Mm-hmm. Um, I call SpongeBob. That's my information. God, <laughs> you got it. You got it, sister. So the Cape of Good Hope has always been known for shipping disasters. Apparently, I guess back in the 1400s, it was known as the Cape of Storms. But now that mm-hmm. title has been changed to uh, now Cape Horn is nicknamed the Cape of Storms. So there's two Cape of Storms. Okay. Um, but the original one was the Cape of Good Hope. Uh, and it was called that ever since it was first navigated in 1488. Um, as an Woof. American, it blows my mind that the 1400s is even a time. Um, right. And the Cape of Good Hope was known for unpredictable water, uh, unpredictable weather, strong currents, and rocky grounds. So pretty much if you decided mm-hmm. to take that route. Unprotected sex. It sounds well, like you're not going to be making it out without consequence. Um, what yeah. I learned from the museum there is that it's where... Uh, let's see, the Atlantic and the Indian Ocean meet, and there's all types of crazy currents. Like you can't, the wind is different, the currents are different, the like the water. It, I mean, the water is different. I don't know. It's very, well, it's very, very, very dangerous, especially the, during those times with that, you know, the technology that they had. Right. And the Atlantic, shipwrecks. the Atlantic You're- Ocean is very cold, and the Indian Ocean is very warm and so it creates like crazy like whirlpools and nonsense right at that point it's really difficult to navigate especially if like as a a captain of a ship if you've never experienced that and you don't know how to navigate it or where this shit's gonna happen like good luck Okay, again, like you guys know way more than I do about my own story. <laughs> I just live here. I just live here. That's you should have known because... bringing up South Africa that this is going to happen. So uh, they re- ended up renaming it because it was called the Cape of Storms because it was so, so dangerous, as you have just schooled me in entirely. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was renamed from the Cape of Storms into the Cape of Good Hope because uh, it ended up becoming a shortcut later to direct access to India. Mm-hmm. And so... It should have been called Cape of fucking good luck. Exactly. It should have been called, like, <laughs> you better hope you're going to survive. Uh, yeah. Fingers uh, so crossed. It was a really, really risky route, but a lot of captains tried to use it because it just meant that they were going to get there so much faster. Um, and one of those captains was uh, the captain of the ghost ship, and either the captain's name is the Flying Dutchman or the ship's name is the Flying Dutchman, but we don't know. Usually it's associated more with or the M's ship. Name is the flying Dutchman. It's the ship. It's the ship? Mm-hmm. It's you let the me know. I can say with confidence it's the ship. <laughs> okay, well, we've got an oh, expert here, yeah. a technical <laughs> advisor, finally. I'm so, I like museums, okay? No, I've, you I'm are like, the this worst. This is so useful. After 120 <laughs> episodes of me being like, I don't know. Our, I'm so glad there's so much. Our entire much audience is going to navigate toward you guys and be like, We're going to uh, get such less emails now because uh, <laughs> finally someone doesn't have to educate me after the fact. It's just happening. Yeah. So, uh, fewer emails. Fewer, I know. I know. I, didn't I know. Want to. <laughs> I almost said that. I was waiting for Lucy, the grammar bitch. If you, if you play back and hear my hesitation, my it. head was going, I need to fix that. And I was like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to. I think all of us had a moment. <laughs> Lucy and Christine will fix it for you. It's fine. For the millionth time, I'm not ever at like trying to pretend like I'm the intelligent one here. 
Anyway, uh, so one of the captains was on the Flying Dutchman who chose to take this route. Um, there are two men who could have been the captain of the Flying Dutchman. The first one, which I guess is better known, uh, fill on in if you want to give an opinion here. Do you recognize the name Captain Hendrick Vanderdecken? Oh, that's nope. a plumber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my god, that's, yeah, that's the squirt my emoji. Plumber. He yeah. loves the water, the squirting emoji. It makes sense. Good uh, lord. So the first one who's better, work. the one who's better known is Captain Hendrik Vanderdecken. And uh, this story takes place in 1641. This is supposedly the origin story of the Flying Dutchman. So Vanderdecken was taking his ship to Amsterdam, and he decided that he was going to take the ship through the shortcut of uh, Cape of Good Hope, um, purely just to get there faster. And when they finally turned into the Cape, that was when a storm suddenly moved in. Mm. Uh, so they realized too late that they were in for an adventure. And his men begged him to reverse course. And there are a couple different um, uh, versions of the story. One is basically that they asked him to turn around and he tried, but it was already too late. So they just had to brave on. Or he said, no, I'm not even going to try to turn around. And he was desperate to get there quickly. And he just said, let's move on. Let's move forward. Um, so regardless of what the origin to that was, he said, no, we're going to keep going. So mm-hmm. his men were terrified and didn't want to. And so a mutiny formed on the ship and uh, got to a point where the group of people who were fighting against the captain saying, we don't want to go. It became either a drunken brawl or the captain yes. snapped and he killed the leader of this mutiny group in the, oh, in the middle of also trying to navigate through right. the storm. That's no big a lot deal. to juggle. It's a lot a of lot. moving parts. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Yeah. So, Lucy and I grew up sailing and like it's hard enough to like trim the jib while also like having a conversation. Like it's a while lot. While also singing Sound of Music songs at the <laughs> at tops the, of our lungs. Well, yeah. imagine uh, half of the people on the ship disagreeing to help, and you're also stabbing someone to death. It's so, tough. Oh, so like when Scott sailed with us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <It's a lot. laughs> so, uh, so he ended up killing the leader of the mutiny, uh, threw him overboard, and so then this is where things are kind of bananas because one of two things happened. Uh, he said... At some point, he said that he would complete the journey around the Cape. Like, once the body hit the water, the last thing he was he re- was known saying was that he would make the complete journey around the Cape, even if it took him, quote, until doomsday. So Yikes. That somehow leads to the legend of, okay, well, now they're sailing until doomsday and for eternity. Um, oh. But the, the story of him saying that comes in multiple versions there are different stories that say that he had a conversation after he threw the leader overboard with either an angel, a devil, or the ship itself. So <laughs> none of them are totally factually based, I don't think. All of the above. Um, <laughs> so they are all pretty much the same story. Uh, it just depends on which version you're hearing, who he's talking to. So they all do say the second that the body of the man he killed went overboard and hit the water the second it hit the water that was when he heard a voice and it could have either been an angel a devil or the ship itself um 
asking him if he really wanted to go around the Cape and if he really wanted to kill that guy or if he just wasn't thinking clearly. Mm. And then that is when he replied with the, I don't care, I'm going to take this journey even if it takes me eternity. Right. So then the ship slash angel slash devil said, and this is apparently a quote. I don't know who, <laughs> what source they got this from. The museum. It's in the museum. <laughs> it's in the Bible. It's got to be. Angel from and Devil Vice yeah. Online. Right. Uh, mm. The quote is, as a result of your actions, you are condemned to sail the oceans for eternity with a ghostly crew of dead men, bringing death to all who sight your spectral ship and to never make port or know a moment's peace. Oh, dear God. And to uh-huh. always wear egregious amounts of eyeliner. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is a rude as fuck prophecy, too, because it's like you're condemned to do this, but also you're going to kill anyone else who sees your ship who exactly. has nothing to do with you, yeah. but it's we're like, just going to tack that on to be assholes. Tisk tisk that you killed someone. So now for eternity, you will kill many. And, uh, yeah. and then the quote says, furthermore, apparently on the ship, Furthermore, gall shall be your drink and red hot iron your meat. So I looked up what gall was. Apparently, I don't want to know. I'm scared. I, I thought it was milkshake. like gallbladder. That's what I assumed. Yeah, that's Appar- where my brain was going. <laughs> oh. Apparently, it's in the Bible as like it's in vinegar and it's super bitter. Oh. It's kombucha. Yeah, it's, it's kombucha. <laughs> probably. It's straight Which up. Which sounds you like diet Pepsi. Sounds like torture Ooh. to me, that's Hippie for sure. swill for the rest of your <laughs> life. It's <laughs> fucking Pepsi. So, furthermore, gall shall be your drink and red hot iron your meat. So his response to all of this, now that he's been cursed to sail the seas for eternity, apparently all he said was amen to that and finished his drink. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. So, yeah. So that's where the curse uh, allegedly began. Okay. So he's either, it's either a ghost, it's either a ship that's a ghost, or it was cursed by the devil himself, or cursed by an angel, which I know angels could do. Um, or it was just the, his insanity where he was talking to the ship. And <laughs> I don't, it's very wow. confusing on the or- origin. There's a whole bunch of different versions. Yeah, it's a trend. Your plumber sounds fun. <laughs> I like the commercial one for sure. My plumber did a stand-up job, but also condemned me to sail the high seas for yeah. all of eternity. Yeah. So it's so, a whole thing. It's give and take. It's one of it's those whole scenarios <laughs> that led to the ship being cursed to sail forever. But apparently, that's more likely to be the angel version or the ship version because there's actually in different stories talking about how he spoke to the devil. Uh, the devil mm. actually like gives him like a freebie every now and then and says, you're doomed to sail forever, but you have the potential once every seven years to walk on <gasps> land and find a woman to love you and break the curse, which is very Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Yeah. Which is Women weird because we talked about Little Mermaid earlier. We really did. Pulling up some legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah we get an opportunity years. to have legs once every thousand years. It truly, I mean, it very much is like, oh, I'll let you walk on land for a day and then you have to fall in love or else you're doomed to the seas. That's literally Little Mermaid. Yeah. Well, thank God there's Tinder now. It makes it a lot easier <laughs> for him to do that. That's <laughs> true. I, I don't think the devil accounted Tinder that now he could probably talk to women all year long and just not be on Seriously. Land. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so joke's on you, Satan. So the biggest problem proving this story beyond the fact that there's there cannot possibly be a record of that conversation <laughs> is uh, <laughs> that there is no actual record of a captain named Hendrik Vanderdecken from that time. Aww. 
So they oh. think that the captain must be someone else. And the best guess that people have come up to is that the captain of the Flying Dutchman must have been the captain Bernard Folk. Folke? Mm. F-O-K-K-E. We're not going to correct don't you. We don't fucking know. I'm not Dutch. All right. Pretty sure it's pronounced fuck. Okay. It yeah. sounded Nailed like it. It. <laughs> it sounds like fuck to me. It looks like it. Yeah. So he was employed by the Dutch East India Company, and that was the same company that actually owned the fleet of ships that the Flying Dutchman was a part of. Um, he sailed up into his 70s throughout the 1600s. Uh, he was lost at sea um, after trying to turn or uh, try to go through the Cape. So all of it kind of adds up better. Um, he was also famous for his fast transits through the Cape. He apparently can make it from Amsterdam to Indonesia in three months or less. Damn. Ooh. So uh, this reputation of him being really fast on the water had sailors saying that he must have traded his soul for super speed during a game of dice with the devil, which is another version of the devil being involved. So mm. it's making our 45 hour travel time to South Africa sound a lot better. Right. Yeah. yeah you sold so, your souls to the devil to get here in 45 <laughs> hours. Just saying if that's all I get, I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> economy on an 18 hour flight. I don't some, know. You some legs out of it. You're fine. Uh, so, hi, I have been back to the States and back to South Africa five times this year. And it is that's your choice. Minimum 24 <laughs> yeah. hours. Each we don't time. feel bad for you. But good, good, good try. So because Cute. because he was such a fast traveler, he potentially could have earned the name Flying Dutchman while he was alive, although there is no record of that. Um, it could very well be him because at least there is uh, documents proving that he worked with the Dutch. D- with the Dutch East India company and was known to be one of their fastest, uh, captains. Um, so Vanderdecken is for, uh, as, as far as I'm concerned, less likely to have actually been the captain because there was no record, but he is best known as the captain of the flying Dutchman because of a book that came out called the phantom ship that talked about a fictional captain with the last name Vanderdecken, who was the captain of the flying Dutchman. So a lot of people every time you say Vanderdecken, I always hear Turducken. <laughs> oh, and, I just or Vanderpump. Lisa I was Vanderpump. Say Vanderpump for sure. Yeah, the turkey with a duck inside, with a chicken inside, with a Lisa Vanderpump inside. Now on Bravo. <laughs> no, now on Truly, Bravo. Truly, if, if we could get uh, Vanderpump to make a Vander Turducken, that would be the yep. the oh holiday It's glazed with rosé. So the book was total fiction, but it came out shortly after an opera called The Flying Dutchman. Um, Mm. And so a lot of people read that book next and it gained a lot of popularity. So everyone knew the name Vanderdecken. And that's why they think that he must be the captain, even though that's not actually how it probably went down. I like this theory, though. We have a regular old Shazam situation on our hands. (laughs) Can we not? (laughs) So Bears name Bears. Oh, my gosh. Here Stop. are some of the uh, the sightings that people have experienced. So in 1881, which is probably the most exciting uh, sighting that I've heard, is that there has actually been an official royal report from Prince George, who was the future Ooh. King George V of England. Um, mm. He said that he spent three years traveling with his brother um, as a midshipman, and the royal log actually dates that on July 11th, 1881, while on a British royal naval vessel... Um, They were off the Australian coast at 4 a.m., and here is the quote from the log. The Flying Dutchman crossed our bows, a strange red light as of a phantom ship all aglow. 
Uh, the officer from the bridge clearly saw her, as did the quarterdeck midshipman, but on arriving, there was no vestige or any sign of any material ship, either near or right away to the horizon, and the night was Ugh. clear and the sea was calm. So, no. basically, the closer they got to the ship, they thought that they saw it, but there was no trace of it by the time they reached it, even though it was a clear night out. So there's no reason for there to have been a ship missing. Mm. Um, usually, if you, like I said, if you see the ship, that means that misfortune is coming. And since they wrote about it and then he became a future king, clearly he didn't die. Um, however, after they wrote that report, then like only hours later, the next report in the royal log of that ship is the ordinary seaman who was uh, who that morning reported the flying Dutchman fell from the top mast cross trees and was smashed to atoms. <gasps> oh. Oh, oh no. Oh no. So someone died. He didn't, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was still misfortune brought to them. Smashed to atoms. And then in 1939, there was a group of people who saw uh, the ship when they were on a beach, and it was charging the shore and then very quickly disappeared, uh, which actually did get mentioned in the local paper. And there have also been two different people during World War II who said that they saw the ship charging them and then vanishing before their very eyes. And in 1942, the last sighting that people have seen, it was four people that saw the Dutchman sailing into Table Bay, and then it vanished mm -hmm. and has never been seen again. That's just mm. a very small sampling of the sightings that I was able to find online. Apparently, mm. people, I mean, people have been seeing it since the 1600s uh, or since, since the 1800s. So there's a lot of stories. If you guys do want to look, those are just yeah. some that I was able to pull. Yeah. Um, and the Flying Dutchman could just be inspired by stories of captains trying and failing to pass <laughs> through the Cape of Good Hope, which is kind of fucked like up. An excuse. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, in an homage to you failing, let's talk about all of the, the dead bodies on a ghost it ship It wasn't somewhere. me. It was ghosts. Right. It was the <laughs> ghosts. And, mm -hmm. uh, however, it could also have been inspired by earlier beliefs that souls cross into the afterlife through the waters. Oh. So they think that that might have been an inspiration for how the Flying Dutchman story came to be as a ghost ship right. because for everyone that passed away in that area because it was such a tough journey. Um, they think that maybe if you see that ghost, you're just seeing, or if you see that ship, you're just seeing past sailors who tried to take that journey. I want to go sad. down to Cape Town and just like keep my eyes peeled. Seriously. It's just eye. During Close a stormy eyes. day and don't bring Shannon. Yeah. Don't bring Shannon. Oh, so my God. Ugh. This this was a weird fact that I, I read, and I don't know how accurate it is, but I do want to share it. Um, apparently, because pirate ships were just as equal of a threat at the time, as equal, probably more since they're not fucking ghosts. <laughs> yeah, um, let's be real. But they were a realistic <laughs> threat. However, um, crews at the time were had to be wary of pirate ships disguising themselves <gasps> as the Flying Dutchman. Oh. No way. Because ships then if you saw the flying dutchman a lot of them saw it approaching them and there was nothing they could do they yeah. just had to sit there and watch it happen and so a lot of pirate ships would dress up as the flying dutchman <laughs> so they could get close enough to your ship and attack you holy Scary. shit i am the captain no exactly <laughs> holy shit look at me i'm sorry so apparently holy that was ship. something that get they had here. to deal with <laughs> Thank you. There was at least one pirate ship out there who had this genius idea to pretend it was a ghost, and people smart. fell for That's it. Very smart. That totally. is super smart. Yeah. So, um, I so get a lot it. Of people, a lot of people now, 
um, ask like, well, what's the science behind, like, how come so many people are seeing this ghost ship and there's never any proof of it? Because once you get close enough to actually really see it, it's gone. Um, yeah. so the, it's basically science has figured out it is just an optical illusion. It's called a Fata Morgana, which is basically Ooh. a mirage. Oh. Um, yeah. So it's the most broken down explanation I could find was just based on atmospheric conditions um reflections are just projected seemingly miles away so you could be seeing your own ship reflected oh. through the waters and you're, it's hitting clouds the right way so you think you're seeing another ship like a mirror or mm. you could be seeing a ship from very very far away and the picture is just being is just showing up closer to you mm-hmm. um based on the moisture in the air it almost like makes a wall and so you're seeing a projection of a different ship somewhere Ooh. else mm. i think it's ghosts but sure on this show, it's definitely ghosts. Oh, we know what it is, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. fuck mirages. So that's the story of the Flying Dutchman, but now I'm going to talk about the glow-up, which is pretty extravagant for the Flying Dutchman. Yes, 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 Because even though it's supposedly a harbinger of death, where if you see it, like, you're just in bad fucking shape. Either you're going to die, someone's going to die, or everyone's going to die. It has a glow-up because it's been so well-documented as an urban legend all across the world that so many people know about it, especially in America. Uh, we have used it as a trope a lot of times in TV. Yeah. So it's gotten its glow up in having pure Spongebob. notoriety. So here are the ways that we have used the Flying Dutchman um, in positive ways since. So the Flying Dutchman is actually, for the sailing people that are listening right now, is a, tw- a 20 Yellow. foot racing dinghy that has been used in the Olympics since the 1960 games. And Blow it is up. the Flying Dutchman uh, is one of the fastest racing dinghies in the world. Uh, there's Love also it. paintings of the Flying Dutchman that are in the Smithsonian and the Delaware Art Museum. There is Flying Dutchman tobacco, which was one of the more popular <gasps> blends for pipes and smoking a couple decades ago, but their tins what? are still rare collectibles. There is a Ooh. 1959 comic of Uncle Scrooge and Donald Duck and his nephews oh, Huey, no Dewey, and Louie meeting the Flying no. Dutchman. No way. And then in 1967, there's an episode of the show Spider-Man where the Flying Dutchman is actually being used. This is very relevant to today. Uh, the Flying Dutchman was used in this episode of Spider-Man because it was being used to scare people by Mysterio, which is the villain in the next Spider-Man movie coming out. Oh. Oh, okay. wow. Jake it Gyllenhaal. all circles back. So Don't even. Apparently, uh, the Flying Dutchman has been the inspiration for several poems, short stories, adaptations, novels, plays, video games, and was the uh, character in a 1930s radio drama. And it has been in magazines since 1821 and mentioned in a lot of music, including songs from Jethro Tull and my favorite, Jimmy Buffet. Yeah. Buffet. (laughs) Jimmy Jimmy. Buffet. I'm hungry for the buffet. Bottomless buffet. Oh, I'm also (laughs) hungry for the buffet. That's amazing. There's also uh, an airline company called Royal Dutch Airlines, and they have used the Flying Dutchman as an image that they paint on the back of all of their airplanes. All right, that seems irresponsible. I, I don't think I like that. Uh, just to let you know how speedy their flights are, I guess. And oh my I mean, god, that's low-hanging fruit. I'd be pissed if they hadn't done right. that. I mean, flying. <laughs> right. You know. right. Uh, I've, I've and, flown it. I get it. 
And the Flying Dutchman is a public school mascot in schools in Michigan and New York. And uh, there are three different colleges. Lebanon Valley College, Hope College, and Hofstra University have all been unofficially nicknamed the Flying Dutchman. And their mascots have all looked a little like the Flying Dutchman. The Flying Dutchman has been incorporated in many amusement parks, including Six Flags, The Haunted Mansion, and Disneyland Shanghai. And it has been featured in movies such as the 1951 movie Pandora and the Flying Dutchman, starring James Mason as Captain Captain Vanderdecken. And more notoriously, Pirates of the Caribbean in 2006. And the ship Mm -hmm. was under the command of Captain Davy Jones. Mm. It has also been featured in TV shows such as Scooby-Doo, The Simpsons, Twilight Zone, Xena Warrior Princess, Supernatural, (gasps) and the last word of my notes, SpongeBob SquarePants. SquarePants. (laughs) (laughs) But also Xena. Also Xena. Fucking love Xena. Princess. Yeah, watched a lot of that growing up. We always find a way to bring it back to SpongeBob in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember the Hercules Xena crossover yeah. episodes? Uh, yeah, vividly. Of course I do. It shaped my sexuality. <laughs> I was just going to say that came at a very poignant time for me. Very my, poignant. My very cousin, formative. My cousin is an actor and he has worked a lot with uh, what's his name? Kevin Sorbo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Apparently, super nice guy. Aw. He's a Minnesotan. We went to school yeah, we with We went his to niece. school with, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Right, well, claim to fame. Glow up. Glow up. Glow up. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things. But Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code drink it feels very fitting that juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy we're happy but because we're not mind readers we don't always know when they're unwell and in my experience cats are not the most you know open when it comes to sharing their woes And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small lightweight bag. Pretty Litter 
has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, Christine, what do you got? Um, Okay, so I have a story. It's sort of a glow up, but I feel like it went the opposite way of everyone else because it's like a fucked up glow up. Mm -hmm. Um, Love a fucked up glow up. Well, no, it's a glow up for this guy, but uh, not for everyone else. Got it. Yeah. Um, So this is actually the story of Jake Bird and the Jake Bird Hex. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to tell it to you. Mm -hmm. Do it. Do it. You won't. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> M's glowing down real quick. I think you're, you're dimming down. Do it, do it, do it. Glow up, Kenyon. Oh, fuck up. <laughs> God damn it, you guys. <laughs> okay, so we're going back to the 1940s. Um, October 30th, 1947, police are called to the home of 52-year-old Bertha Clute, who lives with her 17-year-old daughter, Beverly, in Tacoma, Washington. Neighbors had been hearing screaming from inside the residence, uh, and when police arrive, they see a man running barefoot out the back door, so they take off after him. After a long chase and a fight, they ultimately capture him covered in blood and holding an axe. Dun-dun-dun. Police enter the residence and find Bertha, 52, dead in her bedroom, uh, which is adjacent to the kitchen, and they find the body of her daughter, Beverly, who's 17, on the kitchen floor. Both women mm. have been bludgeoned to death with an axe. Shit. Yeah. Um, and God, I said, you really are the Kenyan of your podcast. <laughs> this <laughs> dark she shit. Is a little bit of the downer in some ways. I know, but it's like, well, how? How? I mean, yeah, to be it's fair, crime. To be, fair, to be fair, my stories, uh, like, I mean, mine are about after the death and murder. Yeah, so, like, exactly. totally. I'm, I'm just like the sequel. I'm like the the next part. And yours yeah. are alleged, alleged stories. Right. <laughs> alleged death and murder. And Christine's in here, like, okay, so this old lady death died, and yeah. then got hacked to death. To death. <laughs> Don't Google it because there are photos on the internet. So, oh, oh no, I'm googling it. Lucy. <laughs> Um, okay, so the man, so the man they captured, he's taken to the Tacoma City Jail, and he's identified as 45-year-old Jake Bird. He's a transient with a lengthy criminal record, including burglaries, assaults, attempted murder, and murder. So oh, we should have put that first, I guess, but it's at the end of the list. <laughs> Triple um, threat. <laughs> it ta- turns out he had actually already served 31 years in various prisons over his lifetime. Holy uh, shit. And when they asked for his background, he explained he had been born in a small town in Louisiana, didn't remember where, left town when he was 19, never stayed in one place for long, often finding work on the railroad, which let him move from town to town, committing his various crimes. Not creepy at all. No, good start. Uh, that's how he introduced himself, by the way. That was like his, like, oh, a little bit about me. He's like, oh, nice to meet you. Where should I start? It's his Twitter bio. Yeah. Oh, God. 140 characters. Um, he was interrogated and quickly confessed to the murders of Bertha and Beverly. He signed a confession in the presence of four police officers, but he said he was just, it was just a burglary gone wrong. And they were like, well, why were you carrying an ax? Right. And why is it a blood <laughs> all over it? Yeah. And he said he, f- he found it in a nearby shed and carried it with him to quote, bluff off anyone who tried to bother me. 
Good night. Good night. Mm. That's not the truth. Uh, he said he removed his shoes, snuck into Bertha's bedroom, stole a dollar fifty from her purse, but when he returned to the kitchen, he found her standing right behind him. He said she grabbed him, and a fierce struggle ensued, leading to the death of both her and her daughter. And they're like, well, you were holding an axe the whole time. I doubt this lady, like, grabbed you. Yeah. I, it just didn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. Not a fair fight, you douche. Yeah, no. Right. Not, not really for a 17-year-old and a man with an axe. Not really. <laughs> not at all. Um, on Friday, October 31st, 1947, so the day after, Jake, was, Jake Bird was charged with first-degree murder in Bertha's death, but not Beverly's. Um, because it was customary to fi file only one charge if there were multiple homicides in case they didn't convict him on that so that they could recharge him a second time with the murder of the <gasps> daughter. Which I was like, oh, mm. that's kind of a loophole. Mm -hmm. I think maybe they changed that by now. But <laughs> Genius. <laughs> um, so anyway, he pleaded not guilty this time, even though he had literally already confessed. Uh, okay. And his trial was set for November 24th, 1947. Um, ten days before the trial, his attorney, whose name was J.W. Selden, I promise that's important, uh, requested a change of venue, saying that Bird could not get a fair trial in the county because of, you know, press. And the judge was like, nope, you're going to have to stay here. So Selden was like, well, then I don't want to be this guy's attorney because we're going to lose. <laughs> oh, God. Like, good call on your end, I guess. Yeah. Preemptive like, glow up. He was like, right. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> uh, and he told the... And so... Um, uh, Bird was like, fine, then I'm going to represent myself. And they were like, oh, God, here we go. So, uh, uh, pull a <laughs> obviously, the judge, uh, whose name was Judge Edward D. Hodge, was like, no, you cannot represent yourself. Uh, and so I guess that was another thing that they've changed since then. But you just weren't allowed to do it if the judge said no. Oh, well, well it's real fucking creepy. Let's look at Ted Bundy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. It never ends well. It just no. never bodes well for anybody it's in this just, scenario. It's just, it's a red flag it's a bad look yeah it's a red mm. flag. look um the trial began on schedule 10 days later but uh they had issues with picking the jury um so three of the original jurors had recently been jurors on another capital murder trial so there's a lot going on in this town i guess yeah jeez <laughs> a lot of action sounds like it's popping. i literally just got called i literally just got called for jury duty for the first time and i'm like if this is what it's gonna be like i don't know I don't know about this. I it's also stressful. got Take called your for jury duty recently, and my mom had to, like, submit the, like, number of miles times the, like, dollar amount per oh, miles thing, shit. where it was, yeah. like, if I had to commute each day. Yeah. And <laughs> she was like, all right, well, it's 3,700, <laughs> what, oh, whatever it was. They're like, never mind. We can find someone else. They're like, it's cool. Never mind. Yeah. Jesus. Well, I'm glad your mom was around to do that. Mine would be like, you figure it out. <laughs> like, That's not enough. You're fine. Um, so let's see. Da, da, da. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So the trial itself went insanely fast. It lasted only one and a half days. And because uh, Jake Bird's clothes were covered in Bertha's and Beverly's blood, his fingerprints were found in the house and on the axe, and his shoes were found at the crime scene, he did not stand much of a chance. And he was also yeah. trying to represent himself. So this is just bad all around for him. Um, he had also confessed, but there was a problem with his confession. It turns out that one of the police officers had gotten so worked up seeing the bodies of the two women that when Bird said he hadn't actually done it, he beat him up. So his attorney, uh, oh, wait, I forgot to tell you. So the guy who's like, oh, I don't want to be your attorney anymore. The judge was like, no, you have to be. Anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> so they what? were like, oh, no. I forgot. So, so Jake Bird was like, I want to represent myself. 
And the lawyer was like, yeah, great. I don't want to be your lawyer. And the judge was like, nope, you have to do it together. Oh, my God. Oh I don't know my why. God. Teamwork, it's important. It's a group project. <laughs> you just have to figure it out. It's like <laughs> when your mom makes you play with your sister. Yeah, yeah god damn <laughs> it. God damn it, mom. Um, right, so Selden, his, who's still his attorney, said Bird's confession was obtained under, under duress because the guy, like, the police officer beat the shit out of him. Um, but the judge once again disagreed, saying, nope, there was no relationship between the beating and his confession. Um, and so things were just moving forward anyway. Uh, the confession was admitted into evidence, and the prosecution rested its case. And after only 35 minutes of deliberation, the jury found Bird guilty of first-degree murder and voted to impose a death penalty. And he was sentenced to be hanged at the gallows at Washington State Penitentiary on Saturday, December 6, 1947. Bye. Mm. Goodbye. Later, Bonner. Oh, okay. But not goodbye. Because there's still a glow-up, you remember. Hello. Yeah. Great. Oh, theme. Uh-oh. Um, at this point, Selden, the lawyer, was like, I've done everything in my power to defend him, and I'm not going to make any more appeals. He said, quote, my heart does not beat in sympathy for this man who fixes his life as more important than that of others. I feel whenever any man 45 years old gets an idea that no lives are safe to anyone except his own, that man is a detriment to society and should be obliterated. Yep, that sounds right. <laughs> kind of here for it. Hot take, Damn. hot take. That, is that in the Bible? Yes. It's... <laughs> Was the gymnasium conversation in the last gymnasium? Gymnasium. Gymnasium. You have to go listen to the wine and crime episode to understand what we're talking about. It's an inside joke. You had inside jokes. Yeah, Um, you had to listen. So why don't you go join our join our cool squad (laughs) at the gymnasium? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Bird was like pissed off at this point because his own lawyers like fuck this guy. He should be obliterated. Um, and after his sentencing, the judge asked him if he'd like to give a final statement. So Bird addressed the court for twenty minutes. Uh, He said. The, uh, the judge did not allow me to uh, represent myself. His own lawyers were against him. Quote, I was given no chance to defend myself. My lawyers just asked you to hang me and apologized for defending me. Um, and as he reached the end of his 20-minute speech, he declared, quote, I'm putting the hex of Jake Bird on all of you who had anything to do with my being punished. Mark my words, you will die before I do. Oh. Great. Yeah. Cool. So everyone was like, okay, fuck you, you're being dramatic. <laughs> Nice, nice tall tale nice you're telling. Okay, bye. That is until people started dying. <gasps> Great. Um, within a month of sentencing Bird to death, Judge Hodge died suddenly from a heart attack. He was also like 40, so he was not old. Um, soon after, the police officer who had interrogated him and had beaten him up died as well, also of a sudden heart attack. Then another police officer who wrote the official report uh, passed of a heart attack. Oh, my God. Then one of his prison guards died of a heart attack. And finally, the court's clerk, who had never missed a day of work in his life, quickly contracted and then died of pneumonia. So that was five people within a month. (laughs) Could we not? Five people? Jesus. uh, Where's the glow up? Everyone's like, it's it's his glow up. I'm telling you. He's like getting revenge. Spiritually, he he did. (laughs) You're a monster. He all of a sudden got these weird powers. I told you. It's like spiritually. It's I like, like it. It's the opposite of of all the ones you did that were actually positive and affirming. Right. I mean, everyone's globe is a little different. <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry. You, I'm the only one who had to Google what the fuck this word meant, so leave me alone. <laughs> His glow up is that he successfully cursed and killed five people. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I love but it. Also, if you're I into curses, like, this is a success it's story. A, it's working. Anyway. You cursed. <laughs> He's crushing. So, 
He's crushing it. Um, so when he was finally brought to Walla Walla to await his execution, he told police he had some information they might be interested in. He explained that over the past 20 years, he had been involved in 44 other violent murders, mm. which he had either committed or participated in during his travels throughout the country. He said if they gave him a reprieve of his sentence, he'd be willing to elaborate on the crimes to, quote, clear his conscience. Bullshit. Oh, mm. fuck you. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. <laughs> But everyone knew, obviously, that was just to delay his execution. So over the next several days, um, the state did take notes on his confessions, and they compiled it into a 174-page report for the governor's office. Um, On January 15th, uh, 1948, Byrd got his wish. He won a 60-day reprieve of his execution uh, in exchange for clearing up some of the murders he had been a part of. Uh, The state spent the next 60 days getting all the information they could, and of the 44 confessed murders, only 11 were substantiated. Only, I say. Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) Byrd actually had enough knowledge about the other murders uh, that he became the prime suspect in the remaining 33 murders all across the U.S. So many people believe he actually did commit the 46 murders that he had confessed to. Frick. And now he's, like, just kind of chilling while all of his jailers are dying around him. Do those murders include the five heart attacks? Uh, (laughs) No, they don't, actually. So maybe we'll we'll up the numbers to 51. Glow up. Glow up. Told you. Glow up. Get those numbers up. (laughs) Um, Oh. It's terrible. Bird's confessions gave police from several states the opportunity to close the books on many of their unsolved murders. Um, It turns out he had murdered people, mostly women, in Illinois, Kentucky, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Kansas, South Dakota, Ohio, Florida, Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa, and Washington. Oh, my God. And just those? Just those. (laughs) Well, it's fine to murder people in Wisconsin, but the rest of them are egregious. (laughs) I didn't. That wasn't me. That wasn't my book. And to all the one people in Wisconsin listening to us, <laughs> yes, please re- refer your emails to Wine and Crime. Yes, please. Specifically um, Kenyon. Specifically Kenyon. <laughs> nah. uh, you can find her at the Cape of Good Hope. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll, you'll find her on the Flying Dutchman. She's been promoted. <laughs> yeah. Standing, um, weeping, gazing out upon the ocean, looking for the Flying Dutchman. Uh, well, all this was going on. Oh, no. And so also, he typically murdered people with either an axe or a hatchet. So his MO was pretty oh. much the same as Beverly and Fuck. Oh, great. Yeah. So Stay while, consistent. Really terrible. So while all this is going on, Bird took advantage of the extra time he was given and attempted to appeal his conviction. He was finally able to personally argue his case before Supreme Court justices and demanded a retrial. But they were like, no, you literally just told us you murdered 46 people. We're not <laughs> going to let you off. Right. Okay. Yeah, we um, good. So Thanks. one year after almost exactly a year after Bird was first sentenced to death, he was sentenced to death again. Um, this time, <laughs> July 14th, 1949. <laughs> And on that night, he ate his last meal on death row. Uh, I could not find what his last meal was, but I imagine Damn. it was like, I don't know, something terrible like tea and graham crackers. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. I, keep, I keep inching closer to the microphone trying to figure out like something witty to say. And like, and then I keep blacking out. So I don't remember. I'm going to agree with your shitty tea. Light <laughs> shitty tea. mac and cheese. It was l- diet macaroni and cheese. Diet mac and cheese, some cantaloupe, and some tea. Oh. But moldy, moldy cantaloupe. Moldy cantaloupe. Oh. And the diet Pepsi. So he ate, ate his last it. meal. Uh, he was then escorted 10 feet from his cell to the gallows. Uh, a room of 125 witnesses had gathered. 
Uh, he was hanged at 12.20 a.m. on July 15, 1949, and was buried in an unmarked grave in the prison cemetery. And by this point, Bye. most people had already forgotten about Bird's Hex because it had been about a year. But on the one-year anniversary of Bird's hanging to the day, Jake Bird's former attorney, J.W. Selden, the man who had resigned from and regretted defending him, died suddenly of a heart attack. Shut up. What the fuck? So that was his sixth victim, if you want to call it a victim. I do. Uh, you do. I do. <laughs> And do. And we, and we will. Uh, and while you can definitely argue that they're all coincidences, you can't deny how absolutely creepy it is, especially because uh, every time somebody would die, like, associated with him, he would act, like, not surprised at all. And then he would uh, respond with a misquoted Bible verse. Uh, <laughs> Gymnasium, Gymnasium 316. Gymnasium <laughs> that he knew ev- they were going to die because it was his curse and that his curse was actually divine justice. Um, and as it stands today, the bird hex, as it's called, is still a mystery. As for Bird himself, if his victim count is accurate, that would make him not only one of the most prolific serial killers of the time, but also the f- first recorded black serial killer in America. Interestingly oh, enough, wow. fun fact. Okay, all right, get it, get it, <laughs> glow up, glow up, glow up. I like uh, this make guy. It a name of course, you do. You're a terrible person. <laughs> Um, and while it can be argued that by me that Jake Bird's hex was the real deal, um, it's interesting to note that the prosecutor who had Bird convicted, Pierce County attorney Patrick Steele, seemingly lived out the rest of his life with no concern. And I found out an article from that same year when they interviewed him regarding the curse. He laughed it off and said, nothing to it. I never felt better in my life. And that is the story of the Jake Bird hex. Wow. <laughs> and I'm so sorry Damn. I rushed the hell through that. It's fine. Worst we get it. We've been recording for hours. We <laughs> yeah. understand. Yeah. Hashtag glow up. <laughs> but uh, that's, I've heard that, I heard that, I think you did that at a live show before, but I can't remember. It was Washington. Washington. Seattle. It sounded familiar, but it still blows my mind that he just, I don't know what kind of dark magic he's got going on, but Jake mm-hmm. did it. He, you know what? That is a glow up in my book. At least he was Thank you. doing something others weren't. Thank you. I love it. In a bad yeah. way. In a, I mean, in a way. terrible way. We don't condone it, but like, I don't want to yeah. applaud it, but I am like, Impressed I am going to, I'm going to look a little bit from the corner of my eye, yeah. you know, we're going to watch. Totally. Anyway. <laughs> so that's I where we stand. personally love it. And yep. thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry we ended on such a fucking dark note. You guys are all like, <laughs> yeah, come up stories, like glow up stories. And then I'm like, and then everyone died. But it's okay. Uh, but it's okay because that's still a success in someone's book. Well, but this murderer glue up. So it's fine, right? I glued right up. I ranted for like 15 minutes about domestic violence in our episode, so it's fine. At least it all serves a purpose. It. I'm just like, now everyone feels sad and hopeless. <laughs> I no. do. So uh, <laughs> I feel rejuvenated. Oh, thank I feel like you. I just took a nap. Oh, good. You're yeah. welcome. Well, thank you guys it. so much for having us on your show, and thank you for coming on our show. Yeah, we're so we love you. you. Vice we had a versa, blast, uh, hanging out with you guys when we were in Minnesota for our live mm. show a couple Minnesota. weeks ago. Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota misses Minnesota? you. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm working on it. But Close enough. I had a blast. <laughs> yeah. Amanda and I had a little date. It was very romantic. We did. I, it was amazing. We also bought some really creepy stuff from a thrift store. Do you actually still have that? <laughs> yeah, they're in my room. Yep. So Christy kept <laughs> yeah. them really. I made Blaze take them home in his suitcase. I, I got Christine three very creepy, probably definitely haunted bears. And I thought we oh, would yeah. use them for the show. And then we would like leave them in our hotel rooms for other people to like discover under their bed. Or oh, something. no, no. Got to uh, keep them. Okay. And then, and then 
and then Christine got attached, so now they well, I don't understand. Came back you think us. we can just throw away haunted things and they're not going to come back to hurt us? You have <laughs> Christine yeah. is Haven't their you seen The Conjuring? <laughs> Haven't you? <laughs> I am. Have you heard of the Shannon for fuck's sake? I was going to say, I'm going to probably find one on the road today and like end up taking it home with right, me. Right, right. A dead if bear your in the middle of the highway. button oh. begins to bleed profusely. Inexplicably. <laughs> if my belly button makes a, a sound or even feels like anything <laughs> is nearby it, I'm going to lose my mind today. Truly. <laughs> Have a melt, an actual melt. Hold on to your belly buttons, folks. It does feel a little, feels a little keep itchy right keep now, though, doesn't it? Stop keep your belly buttons. Do you feel itchy at all? But I feel like there's our ants in there now. There are ants. <laughs> anyway, no, those are spiders. Way, on that, oh god. On that wonderful <laughs> note, everyone, and stay away from spiders and ants, and keep your belly buttons closed. But and, don't stay yep. away from wine and crime. But don't stay away and, from wine. Correct. And crime. Love uh, it. Thank you guys for this lovely chat. And, uh, we love you. you. We love Check you. Out their show and and that's why we drink. And and that's what? Oh. Yeah. And that's, and oh yeah, that's let's all we, say and that's why we drink. Oh yeah. One, two, two three. three. And, and that's, that's, and that's, that's why, why we drink. drink. That was good. Uh, guys. Ken good is job. always delayed. Always <laughs> delayed. <laughs> that was very natural. It sounds like we practiced for years. All right. Fucking love it. <laughs>